Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. There's a very famous conversation between the Buddha and his beloved disciple Ananda, in which Ananda says, this is half of the holy life, admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie. The Buddha replies, don't say that, Ananda, don't say that. Admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie is actually the whole of the holy life. In Pali, the language of the Buddha, the word for friend is mita. The word kalyana means lovely or beautiful. So in Buddhism, your beautiful friend, your kalyana mitra, is your spiritual friend. The Buddha believed it is vital for spiritual growth to have spiritual friends. Your kalyana mitra, he said, should be lovable, estimable, venerable, and patient. They should be able to counsel well, to deliver deep discourses, and not apply themselves to useless ends. The Buddha encouraged his followers to spend time in whatever town or village you may dwell with young or old who are advanced in virtue, to talk with them emulating consummate conviction, consummate virtue, and consummate generosity. This, he said, is admirable friendship. I love all these directives. And I suspect that we already know that it is through friendship that we learn some of the greatest spiritual lessons. Generosity, compassion, patience, and forgiveness. Poet and Zen priest Norman Fisher recounts the story of an eager young monk called Megaya who wanted to practice meditation alone in an especially beautiful and peaceful mango grove. But Megaya's meditation was anything but beautiful and peaceful. To his shock, he found his mind a snarl of malicious, lustful, and confused thoughts, probably because his practice was too self-involved. When Megaya rushed back to report his experience, the Buddha was not surprised. Five things induce release of heart and lasting peace, the Buddha told him. First, a lovely intimacy with good friends. Second, virtuous conduct. Third, frequent conversation that inspires and encourages spiritual practice. Fourth, diligence, energy, and enthusiasm for the good. And fifth, insight into impermanence. In other words, friendship is the most important element in the spiritual path. Everything else 
flows from it. Roshi Fisher comments, when friendships with good people along the path of spiritual practice is a central feature of your life, it is almost impossible, just as the Buddha says, for spiritual qualities conducive to awakening, not to ripen. For those on the path, loving and appreciating your friends, even when they are difficult, as we all are sometimes, is the path's fullness and completion, friendship, ripens and deepens our capacity for compassion. One of the extraordinary features of spiritual community is that it throws us together with people who challenge us to dig deep and love them in spite of themselves. G.I. Gurdjieff was a 20th century spiritual teacher. In his spiritual community in France, the students were driven to distraction by an old man who was hot-tempered, slovenly, and unwilling to help in any way. One day after yet another blow-up, the man stormed off and drove away. The students celebrated. Gurdjieff, however, took off for Paris in hot pursuit, hell-bent on convincing the man to return. But he had made up his mind, the man said he was finished. After long negotiations, Gurdjieff offered to pay him a very large monthly stipend to take up residence again. How could he refuse? When the man returned and walked in on what was essentially his bon voyage and good riddance party, the other students were appalled. When they learned he would be paid to stay while they were, in fact, paying dearly to be there, they were up in arms. Gurdjieff called the community together, listened carefully to their complaints, and laughed. This man is like yeast for bread, he explained. Without him here, you would never really learn about anger, patience, and compassion. That is why you pay me and I hire him. Gurdjieff was teaching spiritual friendship. But let's return to those beloved friends, our Kalyanamitra. On the Buddhist path, spiritual friendship grows in the context of spiritual community, built on teaching, spiritual practice, and a shared commitment to exceeding personal need and self-interest. In other words, it's not just about feeling good. It's about helping one another to grow in love and service. I think of the extraordinary community of caregivers that grew up together in the early years of the plague. One of the gifts of that time was a deep regard for everyone who was on the front line of the AIDS crisis. I remember this offbeat kind of loner who brought every conversation around to the Zodiac and UFOs. She was really good at scheduling and flowcharts, and when someone needed 24-7 care, she created a huge wall calendar to make sure he was never alone. One woman was always lurking at the bedsides, which I experienced as distinctly unhelpful. But finally, she was enlisted to drive a very sick young man to the hospital. I was grateful. And then there was this bitter alcoholic nurse who terrorized patients with her meanness. She hated my guts, but she was one of the most effective among us 
and though she made it hard for anyone to like her, I learned to respect her. And then there were the young man with, men with AIDS and the lessons they deployed in attention, patience, devotion, gratitude, and joy after all. Each caregiver and each patient was invaluable to the great work before us and their collective spiritual awakening. They, every one of them, were my Kalyanamitra. Unitarian minister and leading transcendentalist Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote a beautiful essay in which across centuries and thousands of miles, he and the Buddha came to the same conclusion. Spiritual friendship, they agreed, requires two elements, truth and tenderness. Norman Fisher writes, spiritual friends are honest with one another. They have courage, they take risks, and they speak from the standpoint of truthfulness, not expediency. When my friends go astray, at least as far as I can see, I must speak up, and I expect the same from them. Yet tenderness is equally important. Dogen, Zen priest and founder of the Soto School of Zen in Japan, writes of the power of kind speech, speak to sentient beings as you would to a baby. Speak with that much tender love and sweetness. If I find I am lacking in tenderness, speaking what I consider to be truth out of defensiveness or separateness, I have to work on healing the causes within myself of this breach of kindness. I need to keep my peace until I am ready to speak with love. Truth and tenderness. Some days it's just like this. Today was a difficult day, said Pooh. There was a pause. Do you want to talk about it? Asked Piglet. No, said Pooh after a bit. No, I don't think I do. That's okay, said Piglet. And he came and sat beside his friend. What are you doing? Asked Pooh. Nothing really, said Piglet. Only I know what difficult days are like. I quite often don't feel like talking about it on my difficult days either. But goodness, continued Piglet, difficult days are so much easier when you have someone there for you, and I'll always be here for you, Pooh. And as Pooh sat there working through in his head his difficult day, while the solid, reliable Piglet sat next to him, quietly swinging his little legs, he thought that his best friend had never been more right. His Kalyanamitra. There's an old Chinese Zen story of 16 monks who filed into the bathhouse after a long afternoon of work before the evening service and dinner. They scrubbed themselves clean, climbed into the great tub, and as the story is told, they were all enlightened together. I love to picture them chest deep in water, these Kalyanamitra fully awake. Norman Fisher writes, mostly we think of awakening as an individual affair. The teachings can make it sound like that but we practice together and awaken together. And then together, we go forth to do what needs to be done. 
Let's close with an extraordinary story of spiritual friendship. Kevin Chandler, a 35-year-old with a degree in counseling, lives with two roommates and works in prison ministry in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Kevin loves to travel but was born with a degenerative disease that affects his muscles. When a group of his friends decided they'd spend the summer of 2016 backpacking through Europe and then, a few months later, exploring China, they wanted Kevin to come along. And Kevin wanted non-wheelchair accessible adventures. So his friends decided to carry him. With the help of REI and Deuter Backpacks, they got to work designing a carrier. And in June of 2016, they boarded a flight to Paris, leaving Kevin's wheelchair behind. We had four guys taking turns to carry me and caring for my personal needs, Kevin says. But with that, each one was naturally a sort of specialist in some aspect of the responsibility. Ben handled a lot of the personal care, showers, turning me at night. Robbie did the driving, medical care, and auxiliary carrying. Philip did a lot of the out-of-the-pack carrying, and Tom took the lead on extreme carrying, boasting good cardio. Mind you, everyone did everything and everyone worked together, but it's helpful to know your strengths and utilize those. They spent three weeks exploring the cities and countryside of France, England, and Ireland completely unhindered by the question of accessibility. They danced in the streets of Paris, visited the former French home of Kevin's idol, Django Reinhardt, who's the iconic guitarist who invented a new way to play to accommodate a disability in his hand, and visited places in England associated with some of their favorite writers, such as J.M. Barrie, the man behind Peter Pan, and C.S. Lewis. They even took on the mighty Skellig Michael in Ireland, a monastery and Star Wars filming location perched on a craggy pinnacle on the Skellig Islands. All of these places bore such a rich history for me of the things that shaped who I am today, says Kevin, and it was a joy to have my friends with me at the discovery of them. The most empowering part of everything with the guys was literally being able to go places I wouldn't be able to go. It's been so enriching in two ways. They have never done anything in the mindset of, this is a service to Kevin. More so, we are just on a, a group of guys on an adventure. You come out with the mindset that anything is possible. The world is accessible if we are willing to get creative about it. This just sets you free. It allows the community of people with disabilities to feel a sense of freedom, strength, and empowerment to do anything. Out of this extraordinary experience was born a nonprofit called We Carry Kevin, whose mission is to redefine accessibility as a cooperative effort. Kevin says, this is the message we share by telling our story and coming alongside families and individuals, able-bodied and disabled alike, who want to see this happen as well. Some folks want help brainstorming how to travel themselves or help others. Some are interested in backpacks like mine, which are for sale on our website. And some folks just want to talk about life and process their own experiences. Whatever we can do to encourage folks, traveling or not, to care for one another and live richly in this kind of community, we're happy to be involved. Our perspective, he concludes, 
is that true accessibility comes from people helping people. Beloved spiritual companions, my spiritual friends, friendship is not half of the holy life, but all of it. The most important element on the spiritual path. Through friendship, we learn some of the greatest spiritual lessons. Generosity, compassion, patience, and forgiveness. May our spiritual friendships continue to deepen in this beloved community. May we help one another to grow in love and service. May we all carry each other. May we all wake up together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.